PCA Conversations with Black Voices. This is Between the Pew. Between the Pew is brought to you by African American Ministries. AAM exists to provide ways to support, mentor, and mobilize African Americans within the PCA. All right, what's up, Black people? Welcome back to another episode of Between the Pew. My name is Kelly Brown, and I am joined today by my co-host, Janelle Chavis. Hey, everybody. Today, we have a good brother, Mr. Justin Jordan with us. What's up, Justin? What's up? What's up? What's up, up, auntie? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, nephew. Um, (laughs) Justin lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he is a member of Christ Central Church and has been uh, doing some AA stuff, AAM stuff for the past year or so. He was featured on one of our uh, social media highlights, and you might have seen him on the YAAM fundraising piece that we did. And um, yeah, Justin is is that dude. Good brother. Glad you're here with us today. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. So Justin, I know you well. I know your mama. I know your Mm -hmm. daddy. Mm -hmm. I know your brother. I don't know your other brother. That's that's fair. He ain't been down (laughs) here a lot. I haven't met him yet, but uh, I know you pretty well. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself to the AAM world. All right. Well, uh, as as has been said, my name is Justin Jordan. Um, I am a black man that goes to uh, Christ Central Church. <laughs> okay. Been right. there for uh, about four, four or five years. I've lost count at this point. It feels like forever. Yeah, but, 2020 uh, messed it all up. That's true. That's true. That year doesn't count. So. Um, yeah, I, so I am, uh, yeah, active member there. I sing on the praise team. Mm-hmm. I do a lot with the youth ministry as well. Um, and really I just, I, um, I, I love Christ central. I love the leadership there. I love what we got going on. Um, happy to be a part of it. New, somewhat new to AAM. I uh, went to, um, LDR back hey. in uh, Chattanooga 2019, hey. 2019, 2019. Yeah. That was your um, first one. That was my first one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard about it through the grapevine, through well, through Kelly, and uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, the next one to come up, I gotta go. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, definitely made it a point. Uh, called out of work and everything, and uh, made my way, made my way to chat. Yes. So did. are you from? Are you from North Carolina? Where'd you? Where'd Originally. you grow up? Okay. Yeah, born and raised, born and raised in Winston Salem. Um, so if you've seen the wood, uh, like Big Mike, uh, from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I yeah I went to did all my uh, my grade schooling out there, and I have moved to Charlotte in 2009 when I transferred to UNC Charlotte, um, okay. and I've been in Charlotte pretty much ever since. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now, now, did you 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 go at Christ Central now? But did you grow up in the church? What was the, if you, if so, what was your church like growing up? Yeah, so um, you know I was one of them drug babies. My mama drug me to church. 
It's the truth. It's the truth. Whether we wanted to go, we was in there for Sunday school. We was going to be there for the first service or for the 11 o'clock service. And then mm-hmm. we had, um, you know, I was part of the usher board as a little kid. The, the usher board. And, um, you know, I, I did the call to worship and a lot of stuff, did a lot of stuff during like. Yeah, Sunday you was like a that. church so boy for real. I was a church, church kid. Um, what kind of church was it? So uh, we are we are a Baptist church, uh, okay. black church. Um, one of the more, I would say, in Winston-Salem, Winston-Salem has a few big name black churches. So we were amongst those. But I think in where, where our church kind of sit, we were more of the white collar kind of got money church. A lot of lawyers, doctors, um, that kind of people, uh, but dead in the middle of the hoods. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so our demographics, I think we, we had attracted more of the, like white collar working uh, workers versus more of the, some of the other black churches had more of the blue collar mm-hmm. um, working class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still a still a pretty large population congregation about a little over a thousand. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's but my experience suit and tie every Sunday except you Sunday we could throw your jeans on and you know chill out. But yes, sir. Uh, yeah, just Wednesday Bible studies, Saturday meetings, prayer meetings, lock-ins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I did everything in that church. What would so, you say your 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 come to faith story happened? Did it happen in that church? Um, no, I actually, I so I, I wouldn't say my come to faith moment really came until I actually came to Charlotte. So I had grown up in the church, been baptized. You know, would have would say that I was a Christian. Um, but you know, largely the, the, from Sunday at about two o'clock till Sunday, about eight 45. Yeah. Couldn't tell. Couldn't yeah. tell. I was doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not have a moment really a, a come to faith moment really like where the rubber met the road. Um, it was when I went to college and I was just kind of going through life and I was playing college football in Tennessee state mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff had gone wrong. I was really feeling adversity. My grades wasn't great. I was hurt. I wasn't playing, you know, and I was just like, man, like I grew up, you know, I got these Bible verses on my, on my shoes, Philippians 4.13 and all things work together for good. Romans 8.28. And it was, I was like, I, I don't know. I think that's lining up right now. Every, mm-hmm. I can't do nothing and nothing's working together for good. So I'm like, God, you know, me and you, we not really, we not really here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2009, um, and I say never say I like stepped away from the faith or anything like that. I just kind of did me for a little bit. Um, but yeah, 2009, I joined a campus ministry in UNC Charlotte and really got to see and grapple with the text, grapple with who God was, grapple mm-hmm. with what my sin actually meant, what what Christ's uh, death and what his resurrection actually meant on my life. Eyes open, you know, in a similar to uh you know, saw the Paul, you know, the scales came off the house like, oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's what's going on. So what campus I, ministry was it? So this was actually campus ministry out of a local church here in Charlotte. Uh, okay. so it was okay. called Mission 28. Uh, the church was Crossway Community Church. Uh, so from that point, that was 2009. So I started doing campus ministry with them. I joined as a, a member and then I became uh, basically on the leadership staff and became part of the um, Crossway staff from 2000 like spring or fall 2011 up until spring 2015 hmm. um and then 
that's from 2015. At that point, I realized, I started to realize like, okay, uh, so Crossway is a sovereign grace church. Uh, so CJ mm-hmm. Mahaney and that uh, overarching um, umbrella is largely, largely white. I was mm-hmm. about 40% of the black population in enough myself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't a lot. <laughs> um, and so I realized as I was going through, learned a lot, learned a lot of great doctrine, learned a lot of great, um, just really how to apply my faith, how to um, how to express the gospel, how to share the gospel with people and really to, to build that zeal. The problem was I was like, man, at the end of the day, like, I love y'all. Y'all some good brothers, you know, good sisters out here. But there's this part of me that you are never going to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need mentorship on how to be a black Christian man. And unfortunately, y'all can only hit me with the Christian and man part. And mm-hmm. I'm missing another piece that's big. Right. So, um, and it was it was cool because my campus minister, um, he realized that we had a very open, open dialogue about it. Um, so he introduced me actually to Charles McKnight, which is how I heard about Christ Central. So Charles McKnight and I started Well, that's up. just what I was about to ask you. How <laughs> did you go from Sovereign, from a yeah. crossway to mm-hmm. the PCA? Charles McKnight, talk about it. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't like a seamless transition. So that was um, about 2015. I met Charles. Uh, we started talking a little bit. Um, I was expressing some seminary desires and things like that. So we connected, and you know, Charles is if you anybody if, if you've ever met Charles, ever heard Charles, one of the most personal dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shout out to him Charles. and I. Yeah, big shout outs to Charles. So we clicked immediately. Music, sports, uh, faith. You know, just just um, and he was. Uh, just a, a big piece of just seeing, okay, cool. Like this is a good dude. And he, uh, at the time, I think he was still an intern at Christ central cause he was mm. still in school. Yeah. Um, so that was 2015. So what ended up happening, I finished, uh, my internship or finished, finished out my the college semester basically in 2015, um, May. Then I moved back to Winston-Salem and with my home church, I did youth ministry there for about a year um and then when i moved back to charlotte my brother and i we got an apartment and we were like okay cool like love our home church don't want to drive an hour every sunday to go be a part of it so let's find something down in charlotte so we church hopped we church hopped um went to a few churches places where diversity was promised and it was like me and my brother were 60 percent of the black people there i was like ah <laughs> dang it i don't think i don't think i know what that word means <laughs> um yeah so uh so we hopped around did that went to that did uh went to all black church um mm-hmm. that was it was cool but there was a part of me where i was like i didn't want to be in a monolith so the main thing so i kind of on the on the sovereign grace side basically everybody's kind of one thing everybody was more so uh you know conservative christian um, everybody homeschooled the kids. It was just this whole, huge culture, and it's like on the uh, from a political side, it was basically anything that wasn't uh, wasn't Republican, wasn't you know conservative. That was that was off limits. Flip, flip, leave that. Go immediately back to my black church, which I haven't really been a part of since I've been with Crossway. So about four or five years, been kind of in this side. Go to the black church, blue, just blue, and and kind of going back to man. I don't see how kind of the the, the sides so i don't see how this side could be believers because this this and this so i didn't right. want to be a part of a body that i was like well i've seen good people on both sides so mm, we mm. can't 
you can't have that riff right there. Um, and I remember Charles saying like a lot of stuff that I desired in the church. He was like, we might have to plan it because a lot of it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But what I remember when we were church hopping, I was, uh, my brother and I, was, we, we, we had gone to a couple and then we're like, I, was, I remember, oh, Charles, he's a Christ Central. Cool. Looked him up. Cool. 10 o'clock service. Loved at 10 o'clock. Got there. And uh, the Sunday I get there, the Sunday Charles is getting prayed out to go to West Charlotte. And oh, I was man. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and having so, talked to Charles, I knew like for his plan, he wanted people to move to West Charlotte. My brother and I just signed a year lease in Matthews. So it just it wasn't uh, work. And I, I, I didn't want to, you know, come in there and disrespect and go against, you know, what he had going on. So um, Christ Central, quite frankly, and I also knew so I didn't even realize at the time, but I knew Omari Hill. Um, so I already had like a, a bit of an in in there. Um, but Christ Central, what kind of what got me there was Charles. What stuck me there, I remember Howard. Um, and, and this is and this is just a lot. So the music familiar. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, I can I can put my shoulders in this. Okay? <laughs> I'm not just out here, you know, lifting holy hands and. You know, I just want to, I want to get a little dance. I want to get a little Millie Rock out here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, hey. So it was, it was smooth. Millie I was like, at Christ Central. I need to come. Listen, to- listen, Christ Central, Christ Central is lit. I've right? been, so. been known to Millie Rock a couple of times. Kelly, you be up uh, there Millie Rock. Okay. Just a little bit, a little something, something. Catch us on the live stream. Shameless plug. Him too. Him too. He be Millie Rocking. He oh, be all kind of stuff. I know. I hit a whoa at the end. I'll do that oh, for a yeah. while. Oh, <laughs> yeah. At the end, yeah. <laughs> the world <laughs> um but now nah, like the the thing was christ central everything like a whole lot of it felt familiar so it felt familiar in like the music and the worship and like just it was loud but then also at the same time it felt familiar from the, like the sovereign grace side where it also felt very um non-denominational hmm. um so what what really got me was message couldn't tell you what it was i'm not gonna even act like i remember exactly what the message was but what i do remember is at the end of the service uh pastor brown howard he uh he mentioned he was like hey guys this is a diverse church we really need to be mindful of what we are posting on our social medias because your your political adversary may be sitting right beside you mm-hmm. and the church for so to have a church that politically wasn't this one thing where more conversations could happen and then to really look around and see, okay, it's people my age, it's people older, people younger, people young kids, people much older, uh, black, white, um, mostly black, white at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this feels like exactly what I was looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I, after that first service, my brother and I both had separate meetings with Howard he just kind of ran down some of the PCA stuff because I had no idea what a PCA church was. And I was just like, hey, church is church. I mean, at this point, I don't really care too much about denominations. I'm not attached to that per se. So, yeah, um, so yeah we went through that. And then um, I, we we joined. And the thing that the thing that made me feel at home when I knew I was home and Kelly knows that's why she's laughing. Um, we had a new members. We had a new members lunch at Pastor Mari's house. And uh, Kelly and I do not know each other. Nope. And we get in a roasting battle. And we just going back and forth for like 20 minutes. <laughs> what? And it was, I was like, I haven't been able to roast anybody without seeming like a bully 
in years. <laughs> and Kelly and I just immediately, their chemistry, bam, you this, you that, looking like, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> I don't, me yeah. again. <laughs> so That's that was, funny. That's, funny. that solidified it. That is hilarious. So like, I, it's so that this is a this is a good that's a good entrance into the PCA. I, I like that. That's uh, what they call it. The soft landing. Now, mm. surely, surely there was something that was different about the church. As comfortable as you felt with the worship and and just the the hospitality. What what was some of the the hard parts of, of being in, in in that diverse space? Yeah, so I think and. I think the, the difficult part of diversity, so again, having been in a sovereign grace church, I know what it's like to look left and right and see white people beside me worship. So that wasn't weird. Um, what was weird was I was like, oh man, it's black folk my age here. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I'll say, let's see. But what I what I've become accustomed to, and you know, I don't want to, you know, put labels on stuff, but majority of black people I see in white spaces. I mean, we we run into an issue where it's like, oh man, they're not black enough. These are kind of the the uh, the Oreo type black people, um, and realizing like, obviously, I'm at the church, so I can easily be put in that category as well. But it's like, dang man, I, I hope I hope they cool. Like, I hope I hope we can be be something. Um, so I think that was an uh, originally kind of a difficult piece. And then the other thing is, and, and this is just me, my introvert nature, and just kind of how uh, white people tend to introduce themselves to us. It's it's all in your face. It's like, hey, tell me about your life. And I was like, hey, man, you know, I, you know, I, I, I live and, you know, I work and, you know, I praise the Lord on Sundays and, right. you know, pray without ceasing. You know, I do that stuff, but you know, kind of in my face right now. And I just need you to step out my bubble real quick. So, right. um, and so in more of an adjustment to um, more an adjustment to just the new people. Uh, and, mm-hmm. but I did get, I think I got more of a introduction to the church through uh, this white couple um, through their college ministry outreach. They would have dinners and she approached me. She was like, Oh yeah, you look college days. I was like, I'm not, but you know, cool. I appreciate it. I'll pull up. You, you feed me. So I'm, I'm going to pull up. Um, so mm-hmm. met some people through that aspect. That kind of was the initial start. Um, and then I think the thing that came from that, that kind of answered the call was we had a, uh, we basically had a group of, of people my age that came together and it made the transition a little bit easier. And it kind of gave me a lot of things I was looking for with the church, but from a, from a difficulty standpoint, um, yeah, I don't, I think, I think the, I didn't understand a whole lot of the PCA and I'm still learning a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, as I as I'm in it now, and what I'm finding out more and more is Christ Central is very unique in that mm-hmm. we have a lot of PCA traditions and things that we honor, but we are not like you know. There's a I think our sister church Christ Covenant. Um, we're not them. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe if I had been there, then I might have more to say to that particular question. Yeah. But because Christ Central is kind of its own thing in a, in a sense, it. Uh, it did not give me as many hardships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, I know you have been there um, at Christ Central during some of the um, more recent police shootings. Um, 
the highly divisive election season, um, which really was just, I mean, the elections are supposed to be divisive, but you know, that one candidate who ended up being yeah. president and the things that he said that just made it very hard on people's dignity. Sure. Um, and now you're at a church with a black man leading and black men around you. Um, and all this stuff is going on. How did you, you know, how was that sense of racial injustice and the uh, summer of, of the murder of George Floyd, how did all of that impact you being at a church like Christ Central? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think something that was something that I look at and coming to Christ Central, to be a member of Christ Central, you have to realize that you're going to look left and right. You're going to see people that are different from you. And you're going to look forward and you're going to see the pastor. And basically all of our preachers on the regular basis are minorities. Um, so to, and then, and then compound, especially like with the 2020 side of it, with isolation, with uh, the pandemic raging, uh, raging through the country. Right. It was a lot. Uh, it was yeah. a lot to take on every single day. Um, the beautiful thing with Christ Central that was helpful is the large, I would say the big voices in the church um, were willing to talk, were willing to listen. Um, in some cases, and I'll, I'll say like, I got texts from, members who I didn't even know had my number. Uh, I was like, hey, Justin, man, if you ever want to talk, he's like, uh, who are you? Mm. Uh, I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to know who you are first before I, you know, Talking give you my life. <laughs> um, right. But, but just genuinely like that outreach to like reach out and just to, to have that available was great. I know some of our, um, some of our first weeks definitely covered exactly, uh, exactly what was going on mm -hmm. um first I think week, the, let me tell for, first oh, week is like a, you know we presbyterians so we don't have um wednesday night service that uh, first week at christ central is the same thing as wednesday night service without mm -hmm. the service part it's more teaching and discussion based so yeah mm -hmm. go ahead man mm -hmm. yeah so some of those some of those um first weeks help to address that, help to navigate that space. I think the harder part, the election season, the election season was rough because it's, um, I knew who I was not voting for. Um, <laughs> and I knew that in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, yeah. So as soon as he won in 2016, I was like, well, I will be not voting for him again. Um, <laughs> So I, I knew where I stood with that. But again, being at, being at Christ Central, and while we, like I speak a lot on the diversity of Christ Central, but I would only say it's probably about like 30 to 35% black. Mm -hmm. And then probably another like 50 to 60 white and then other kind of peppered into that other, um, to the other percentages. Mm -hmm. um, so, but with the white side, I mean, we had some very, very far, um, far right, uh, far right members in to be fair, I was like, I got to mute some of y'all because this election season, like uh, all my all my uh, all my timelines and stuff like that with with 
the election season being what it was with Black Lives Matter and George mm-hmm. Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor by being big, being huge on top of a pandemic, which for whatever reason was also politically divisive. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, okay, so it is very difficult to love you in this moment because mm-hmm. I fundamentally disagree with everything you're talking about other than that you love Jesus. Um, so I, I definitely, for my for my safety and for my peace of mind, some people had to be muted. Um, some people had to be unfollowed, deleted altogether. It's like yeah. I will catch you in December after a lot of this is is blows over. So um, the thing that helped though was the community that I had that I had uh, within Christ Central. Um, like I said, so we, we kind of just organically formed a group of. Uh, basically people my age, um, about, it's like eight or eight or nine of us. And we have a constant group chat. So we're constantly talking and and speaking through things. And I even remember there was, golly, man, the pandemic was a while, but there was one night where we had a Zoom meeting with um, just a bunch of the black members. And it was like, all right, cool. Say what you need to say, express yourself. I was gonna talk about that. I was, I remember that night really well. Yeah. Um, and we we knew the church leadership uh, knew that black folks needed a safe space uh, to talk with one another, uh, because it's unique. I think black folks go through these things and black unbelievers have the same pain and trauma. But some of the reactions are very different or some of the responses to that mm-hmm. trauma is different when you're, you know, when you're a believer. And so, you know, we wanted to make sure people who were like minded in their understanding of Jesus and scripture and the idea of being made in the image and likeness of God and him giving us culture and being intentional and specific about that, um, that that was a, a unique part of our, of our experience as black folks. Mm-hmm. And we needed to sit together and, and do and say <laughs> whatever we needed to do and say, or not say, mm-hmm. maybe just be quiet. I remember one time I just, it wasn't the one that you and I were on, Justin, there was a different one. I just wept the whole time. I couldn't get myself together. Yeah. And so those those were the spaces that we we know uh, black folks have to have in diverse settings to create some safety sure. um, and probably to keep us from choking some white folks when well, we see them on that's Sunday. That's also a fact. That's also a fact. <laughs> had to you bring know, that violence down. Had to bring it down. We got to go somewhere with this, and mm. then also give us the space to to enter in again with you know a lot of the white folks are like we want to talk about this. We want to listen. And it was like, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to talk about right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I don't to want to talk about, about it with you. With you. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. to talk about it with my people first. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I need to gain some strength from them. And then maybe I'll come and talk to you about it after the fact. But you, you were, man, I appreciated you that night, Justin, on that call. Cause you were just, well, we were all hurting and yeah. um, everyone was, was okay with showing that. Yeah, and, and that was and that was help. Like something that, and this is this is just kind of of a, of a broader reach. Not only being a black person, but being a black man, mm-hmm. it's like emotionally, 
you know, black men, we're not really known for, you know, our uh, expressive emotions beyond anger and happiness. And I was just broken. Like I was hurt. I'm like, man, I, and I don't know which one I still, I, to this day, I will not watch George Floyd. I won't mm-hmm. watch that. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember I accidentally watched the Mod Arbery. Mm. Um, I clicked it and it, everything happened so fast. I couldn't click off and I saw it and I was like, yeah, just jogging. I'm like, dog, oh man, they got, they ran up on him and shot my man in the street and left him there. And, mm-hmm. and the joint, and it's, and it kills me with all of these different, um, all these different s- stories that come out and, and you just see like, not what, not only were they dead, but they were just left mm-hmm. in the yeah. street. Yeah. And that's the part that like, that's the part that tugged on me the most because it's, it's like you get killed. They say, oh, it was a mistake. Oh, whatever, whatever it may be. And it's like, but he's dead. We'll just leave him there and won't address it. And how many hours does that body just lay in the street unattended? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's like, that's, that's a lot of what I was feeling um, from I won't say all the white members, but white members who wouldn't, who didn't understand or who seemed to um, want to push against every single, yeah, push against every single, like, oh, well, he had this record. He did this. I'm like trying to justify it. Right. Trying to justify it. But I'm like, at the end of the day, like you abandoned me in this moment, the same way they abandoned that body in the street. Wow. And, and, now I'm, and now I'm struggling to not trust you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I already come in with my guard up. So when, when or if true colors come out, you, you prove yourself to be racist or you prove yourself to be, you know, anti whatever. I already assumed you were, so my heart's not broken. Right. But if we've come into this and we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to have a bond, we're supposed to be working, we're supposed to be friends, and then it's like you're distancing yourself from everything, which also is distancing yourself from me, because uh, you're not going to get a hundred percent me if you're not going to understand why I'm sad, why I'm frustrated, why I'm mm-hmm. angry in mm-hmm. this moment. That's good. That's real good, man. So your real taste of the PCA has mainly been through Christ Central with the Black man. Yep. I think you, uh, no, no, again, this is another one, Janelle, of somebody who's only experienced in the PCA has been under a black man black leadership yeah black leadership mm-hmm. um and then you know you went to ldr what'd you think of ldr man i was home <laughs> i was home i was i was like just looking around ah yeah so I got up there saw the choir oh choir <laughs> i'm just you know just i, I it's mm-hmm. my dream to have that at christ central day we have about 25 30 voices up there mm-hmm. um, with the team but just um Wow. I mean, how can I even speak on that weekend? I mean, just to one, be up there with, with my Christ Central fam. Uh, that was that was awesome in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to just meet other people. And um, I actually was the leader of a breakout session. That's right. Um, with uh, it was supposed to be, I guess, with all people like middle age uh, not middle age that's, I guess I don't know what age that is it was like, single men right? college, single I guess it was single men yeah it was you, you're right it was single men and uh so there was about I think three guys came through and uh we actually we started a group chat we talked for a while we kind of fell off a little bit in recent memory but all right y'all pick it back up pick it back up yeah, y'all I'm text a, Justin a, 
I'm gonna find the uh, group chat. I'm gonna just find send a message chat, out man. and see uh see what's up with that. But we, good, we did fam? we did carry on a a just a little bit of more of a relational uh dialogue from mm-hmm. that. But then just the breakout sessions, and I remember it was uh Erwin X. Mm-hmm. His message on it was like the Imago Day, or it was mm-hmm. like we're all image bearers, and he was just saying stuff that. While it was particular to PCA, I couldn't relate it to my PCA experience, but I could relate it to my Sovereign Grace experience. Okay. I was, oh, this mm-hmm. is what I was feeling this whole time. And I didn't have words for what it was. Mm-hmm. So just in being seen and being accepted and not having to hide and not being exhausted every time I had to be in a room. Yeah excuse me, with people who I wasn't, you know, people who didn't look like me and really having to perform at all, uh, perform like every time I came in a room. Um, this is funny, like in Sovereign Grace, most everybody in there knows me by the name Juice. And I refuse to go by that now because I realized I was like, Juice was as black as I could be right. <laughs> in those spaces. And I was like, <laughs> Juice is fun. I'm about and to the say juice. <laughs> Justin, Justin is a wild card. Justin be cussing, and y'all can't handle that. Yeah, and Justin y'all don't has know anger. Anger. Justin has anger, and Justin is not always fun. Justin's not smiling. Justin actually is mad most of the time, and is a drop away from hauling off and punching one of y'all in the face because y'all <laughs> getting on my nerves. Oh, yeah. man. But God. So anyway. We brought it back. Will it? Only will. Will, it? will he won't. <laughs> um, so so yeah, that Irwin, Irwin is his message. I was just, I was just and I was starting to take notes and I just had to. Oh, you 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 talking, you you talking to me. This is what I was feeling the whole time. You right. you done gone back in time, found me, and put words to my feelings. I was mm. I was, I was mm. felt great after that. Um, something else that was really cool though with uh LDR, while LDR was for or is predominantly for black people, even having like white brothers and sisters, not a whole lot, but some there is like, so y'all gotta be out here doing the work if y'all here. Because, because again, for the majority of PCA and what I'm learning is like, there will never be another event PCA wise where they will be one of five whites and hundreds and hundreds of blacks. Facts. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so what I'm learning is, so that, that actually was encouraging to see, to know that, um, white people would even want to come to something like that. Mm. Uh, uh, so that was also encouraging, but man, what a, what a weekend. What a weekend of just yeah. hearing great speakers. And um, even we uh, Sunday, uh, we went to one of the local churches in Chattanooga, just an old school black church. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is everything. This is it was just a great weekend. It, it was it was again, it was even more familiar to me than Christ Central was where mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I grew up on yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. You know, the first two decades of my life, this was worship. This is. You know how these are the songs that we sang, like just things. I'm like, I don't, I don't have to, you know, translate it through anything. This is just what I know. I feel yeah. home. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a song. Uh, oh man, one of the songs that they oh call him up. Yeah, wasn't it call him up? 
there was so it's something that the choir sang and they hit that joint for a while and I was like, yeah, just, I keep running this. I saw I you. You were like, you were looking around like, wait, wait, they about to do this one? Yeah, I was like, ready. I was like, oh, oh, I just been sitting oh on all this. Yeah. All these old black songs, you know. I, I mean, I come up with a deacons, you know, in devotion. They were singing, yes, sir. All these, uh, Jesus is on the main line, tell him tell what, what you want. Yeah, that's, I'm like, that's that's what I know, yes, I'm sir. Like, I'm like, I got I got them old Negro spiritual hymns in, my, in my system, mm -hmm. and you know, being an LDR and hearing verses of those, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah this, is, this is this is where I need to be, Justin. Could you? go to a PCA church that wasn't like Christ Central? Could I or would I? <laughs> both. Well, you can answer for both. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. My Lord. From a could section, I could potentially do that. Now, with who I am today, I'm going to come into a nine to a, to a different PCA church, predominantly white environment. It's like, I'm really going to stick out. It's like my, I, I am not in the business of turning down my blackness for mm -hmm. your comfort. Amen. Um, so when I come in there, you're going to get Justin. Ain't no juice. Ain't no nothing. It's mm -hmm. Justin Jordan live in living color. Mm -hmm. um, so could I do it? I could. Um, would I do it? It would have to be the right church. Um, mm -hmm. I think from a, from, I would have to really sit down with the leadership and just, we would have to talk and we would have to, I would need to see like, okay, well, obviously I understand why your church looks the way it looks. Um, you know, this, this denomination is not one that has a lot of people of color in it. Um, but for me to be a part of your church, it's like, I cannot be the black member. Mm. Like I want to be just as much of a member as everyone else is. And I don't want people treating me, touching me with the kid gloves where it's like, oh, we don't want to, oh, and vice versa. I also don't want to be. Yeah, completely the, ignored. Well, not even completely ignored. I also don't want to be the black encyclopedia for the congregation. Mm -hmm. Because you're not just going to keep coming to me. All right, so Justin, so this black thing happened today. Talk to me about that. Like, first of all, good morning. I don't know who you are. Um, so again, you're not just going to keep approaching me with using my name, like we boys or something. Um, so that that also is something, because I know I would get exhausted and I would have to leave. Yeah. Uh, and my, my hesitation in coming to a church like that would be that I would get exhausted, yeah. um, especially in today's climate. I think, I think something that was helpful while going to Crossway uh, and being part of Sovereign Grace was number one, Obama was in office. So that was already like, I felt comfortable there just like, okay, cool. Like Barack keeping everybody on the, keeping everybody chill. But on the, on the second part, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, uh, the filmed police executions of black men was not at its height until about when I left. Cause when I left, I think that was right that was, I think Trayvon Martin was right, was the year before. And I think Michael Brown was like right coming out of it. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have as many publicized cases and largely that community did not really deal a lot with yeah. 
they weren't paying attention like, bad news so it, it wasn't something that was even being spoken of so mm-hmm. i could i could grapple with it internally without having to hear conversations about well oh, okay this kid this guy what he did this he did that so that worked in today's landscape where this is we've gone through a a trump presidency and then switched over to a to a biden presidency and to still have the same issues and to have these police executions and these these black bodies being left in the street i think that would be a lot more difficult which would lead me to not want to do that mm-hmm. um, again it would it would a guy would say it would have to be a church that was focused on mending the gap and doing the work and not just we're going to pray about it not well the gospel says it'll be good enough it's like nah what, what, what are you doing like to what are you doing to answer the cry of my people mm-hmm. yeah so i yeah so i i would i would i would venture to say no i would not yeah fair but i but i could with in the right environment with holy ghost power with yeah, <laughs> by the by the blood by the blood so you you touched on something jake uh justin that i think is um almost a bullseye issue for anybody black in the pca hearing from you now even black in a sovereign grace denomination or any predominantly white context and it's interesting and i was sitting here thinking about you talking about juice versus justin right Mm -hmm. you know and i think we all know and have always known that as black folks we we are um we are we are at least bicultural we know our culture but we also know and understand white culture and we know what we have to do to survive in those contexts right and so you know i think sometimes some of us are in predominantly white situations and we want to be as you know assimilated and and non-disruptive as possible you know we want to make sure we are conjugating our verbs properly and hitting all our consonants and, you know, dressing in a way that doesn't draw attention to us. And then some of us go and we become even blacker, right? Like, <laughs> you know. <Can't> cloth. <laughs> exactly, right? Koofies. You know, goofies, you oh my gosh, you know. And sometimes it's things like, you know, I'm juiced because I want to make you feel comfortable, but I also want to let you know I'm not common to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't know anybody else who goes around calling themselves juice. That's what Black folks do. So I offer it to you, but understand what you're dealing with um, until you just can't cope with that anymore because because you aren't juice. I mean, you're a lot of fun. If Justin is a lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to say it. that. No Justin, common sense. Not at all. <laughs> Justin's a pure fool. He knows a million facts. I have never met anybody. I can start talking about a bug and describe it. And Justin knows exactly where it is, what species it is, what country mm-hmm. it came from. Well, I'm, an eagle. Like, I'm an Eagle Scout. Oh my God. You talked about Eagle Scout. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also knows music like nobody's business. Um, so I can see how people might mistake your, um, your joy and your, your loving, exciting personality to be kind of the only way that they will deal with you. And then the moment that you show some 
some any other kind of emotion they're like wait we don't know what to do with you you now and so that's why i appreciate you justin because what i see from you at christ central is just a black an honest black man called and changed by jesus Mm -hmm. trying to reflect that in his life and uh enjoying the life that god gave you Mm -hmm. amen appreciate that mm-hmm. absolutely he's a great dog sitter also mm-hmm. it's still alive he's still, still alive he sat with our dog for a week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little diggy and big justin little diggy. it's just we was we was two opposites yeah just walking around the neighborhood big black man dreads little baby dog about the size of my feet it's, uh <laughs> Yeah, just hey man, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, sounds like a TV show. Never been more confused by visuals. Like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, I yep, can't I'm say a... Diggy looks like the type of dog that somebody like you would have, but nope, nope. But man, nope. I appreciate you nonetheless. Hey, I, no, I got you. All right, anytime, yeah, anytime. Man. Diggy and I, we bonded, we fought, we argued, we, we came back together, had some laughs. It's a good time. <laughs> um. Janelle, you got any other questions? I, look, I've enjoyed this time with you, Justin. This has been this has been so just encouraging in a lot of ways. I think that we've we've talked to people in the past who just um, feel so just like they give, give, give to their church, and they don't they don't they don't get. And so it's it's so encouraging that you're you're getting fed, uh, you're getting you're in a congregation that's addressing cultural concerns. And you feel you feel accepted and heard and seen in that space, and so I think that's that's super encouraging. And I've I've really enjoyed hearing your story today. For sure, yeah, happy to share. Well, thank you, Justin, for joining us today. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate your heart, and looking forward to seeing you at the next LDR and at church whenever we get off a sabbatical and the pandemic is over. Um, and Janelle Chavis, thanks, girl, my <laughs> co-host today. Yes, I always enjoy sitting alongside you, Kelly. Yeah, we have a good time. <laughs> and this is Between the Pew, brought to you by African American Ministries. To follow AAM, be sure to visit our website at aampca.org and follow us on social media at aampca. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Peace.